All right, are you recording? Yes, I am recording. Okay, let me let me eat this last mini egg. Jesus Christ. Okay, you ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hey Beautiful Season One Feels Minisode. Caitlin and I are here to unpack the season that we just blazed through. I can't believe it. Yeah, like we like we said in the last episode, we started this like six months ago, kind of on a whim, and here we are, 22 episodes later, plus a mm-hmm. couple little mini guys, and yep. ready to talk about the highs and lows and all the in-between. What did you think overall of this, of this season of How I Met Your Mother? How does it stack up for you? Overall, I mean... It's not the best season in the series, but it's a solid, I think, season one. Mm-hmm. They, you, you get to see a lot of the elements of storytelling that is really kind of signature Absolutely. hallmarks yeah. of How I Met Your Mother. And it, 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 it was so different, too, I remember when watching it. Like, it was not like a show I had really seen before. Yeah. Um, and it intrigued me and wanted me to keep watching. So... For that alone, I have to say it's pretty high ranking in terms of like, you know, grabbing me and all that. But yeah, um, not the best season, but it was solid. I, yeah. And you wouldn't want it to be. You wouldn't want the first season to be the best yeah. season. I think that's why uh, when people wrote in last time and said season two is their favorite season, mm-hmm. then it's just a downhill slide to season <laughs> nine. Like I, I would hate for, I would hate for such yeah. an early season to be the best season, but like you said, as you know, pilot seasons go, mm-hmm. it sets up all the important stuff, um, yep. and you also see just how far that the creators are willing to take a comedy, right. you know, and really to kick you in the gut once in a while and challenge even your favorite characters in ways that other sitcom, other sitcom creators haven't done before. And, mm-hmm. and haven't done much of since, really. Right. And, um, yeah, just in the, in the last week since we talked, I've been thinking a lot about just how bold it was for Carter and Craig to end the series with Lily leaving. Yeah. Like, just shatter a 10-year relationship in the first mm-hmm. season. Balls. Yeah. Ovaries. That's... Yeah, ovaries. All the strong sex organs. Yeah. You know, and that Uterus. was a lot of times I think people are, are afraid to to fuck with your faves, you know, mm-hmm. but in this sense, they're a little like uh, Joss Whedon and all the characters in, on Buffy is as soon as you got close to someone, you knew something fucked up was going to happen to them. Like Shonda Rhimes and, and all her shows. also <laughs> like Shonda, also like Shonda. So, yeah, I mean, it was great. It was a great setup. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it really picked up around six or seven episodes in like okay awesome and from there you know and then it really kicks into gear when Mm -hmm. you see lily start having doubts i mean the ted robbins storyline it almost feels inevitable right because they keep coming around to it but you have no idea what's happening with lily and marshall until you give this season a second such a surprise Yeah. yeah but then you once you know what happens if you go back to belly full of turkey or even Maybe earlier than that. I mean, you can see 
the little threads starting to come together Mm -hmm. and it makes a little more sense and you just see like all the groundwork they lay the whole time it's just very very typical very classic hymnium stuff yeah and I found this little tidbit I don't know if, if many of our listeners know this but apparently How I Met Your Mother was inspired by 9-11, of all things. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, So Carter and Craig, it looks like they did a couple different interviews about this when they were talking about it. They said that it it was a show that they've been wanting to write and do and pursue for a long time. And then when 9-11 happened, they realized, you know, like, life is short. And Mm -hmm. this is something that we we really want to do. So let's just freaking do it. And they also said, um, kind of to our point about just how serious the show can get for a comedy, uh, they said, um, I'm just going to read this. This is Craig and Carter. We have to write something bigger and with emotion that talks about twists and turns in life. Uh, 9-11 informed him in in very subtle ways. For two 29-year-olds to be writing something so nostalgic, that's because we learned, wow, life is really about chapters closing and things coming to an end and things pivoting on an axis that will never pivot back crazy yeah deep shit that i think you know if we're gonna give any message to our dear listeners i think Mm. life is too short and do something that makes you happy and yeah because it might not pivot back that they're so right right about that and yeah you see that you see just how nostalgic this show is like we're living in the quote unquote present day of 2007 but really right. we're inside the story that is happening decades in mm-hmm. the future um, right and that so that's the present tense so the whole the whole show is nostalgia and mm-hmm. it, yeah that's huge for people who aren't even 30 to be writing that and and executing that because we all you know we all grew up a lot that day so Yes. I thought that that was really, really interesting. And it was something that, I mean, I'm a, a massive fan and so are you, but I don't think either of us knew that as the, no. as the beginning mm-hmm. of this show. So it was really shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? And it's also, they lived in New York and loved New York and, mm-hmm. you know, just to be nostalgic for, for all of that, that you can't get back is a lot. Agreed. Well, Enough. That's the that's going to be the the debbiest downerest part of this episode. <laughs> so let's get into all the superlatives, the bests, the worsts, the legendary, um, and other things of that nature. All right. Well, first, we're going to talk about the best and worst episode. And Kate and I tried to pick one each, but <laughs> a little difficult. It was tough. Us. It was very. It tough. was tough. Yeah. So, what was your best, Kate? I. Oh, man. I mean, I think I still love OK Awesome the best. Yeah. I think that was when the show really turned for me. And Mm -hmm. up until that point, you know, I was watching it because it was something to do. And I didn't really know the characters yet. But then when you got to see them sort of firing on all cylinders. And actually, that's kind of when you first see Lily freaking out. You know, like she's trying to become someone she's not. So, I mean, as early as episode five, she was having these weird anxieties mm-hmm. about what it meant to Being be a grown engaged up and, and what to be yeah. yeah so um i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with okay awesome for sure i mean i also loved the cockamouse episode but that i feel like matchmaker wasn't a great episode overall but the cockamouse made it yes exactly yeah so i would say um 
bell to bell, okay, awesome is like a very tight, mm-hmm. funny episode that did something a little bit different with the sound and the physical humor. So, okay, awesome is still after close inspection my favorite episode of season <laughs> one. How about you? I have a tie, but okay. there's a reason why I love them both, and they're and they're kind of. Uh, tied together in that way so mm. i love pineapple incident and game night because i love the the way they tell the story yes and the use of time mm-hmm. so that's what you know I, and we've said that throughout this season that's kind of like one of the things that uh, how i met your mother does really well and i love the content of both episodes i love the storylines the dialogue and also the use of time yeah. throughout the the story um so those are definitely two number ones tied for first place love them both makes sense yeah so they're both situations where we got a little bit of the story at a time yep which is always fun and like a more and more information was revealed in ways you didn't expect like it would take a turn like what what yeah so good yeah love it Mm -hmm. okay um worst episodes right Ugh. worst episode is uh one we drum roll drum roll please drum roll please wait like you want me to do a drum roll or no drum roll please <laughs> is the worst episode obviously okay all right we know you hate victoria just all right just kidding just kidding so the worst episode is of course purple giraffe right oh so it's not drum roll please anymore no it's not it's definitely purple giraffe that episode was miserable in, in every way it was miserable because we both we're not happy with Ted the whole time. It was miserable because mm-hmm. your recording didn't record. Ugh. Just uh, the whole experience. But it was the was universe. Cursed. The universe did us a favor because we probably would have lost a lot of fans <laughs> based on my saltiness. Oh, it was bad. I mean, we both were terrible. Yeah, I like went to bed feeling like angry about, and woke up feeling badly about how I had <laughs> how you behaved. behaved. <laughs> yeah. What would Linda say, Kayla? I know she'd be really disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, that's definitely uh, the one. I mean, that was Ted, typical petulant Ted, you know. Oh, and we, yes, we kind petulant. of we got away from him um, later in the season. He he circled back in that when he had all the roses in the quartet and he was being a baby mm-hmm. in Robin's apartment. But yeah, it was the party after party and just trying to be cool and just being rude to Robin and thinking that was the way to do it. Just, just so many bad ideas. Yeah. Just not a, just don't. Refusing to listen to her, just saying, no, I don't want to be with you. Just a whole lot of, yeah, it's just a lot of trash. A lot of trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the purple giraffe can, can go in the garbage with the rest of backgammon. Yeah. (laughs) Where it belongs. Everything but the gammon. There's one I forgot to put on here, so let's talk about. I'm not prepared. Well, let's just let's just talk about it. Um, best running gag introduced in the oh, in season. Oh, that's too hard to pick off the top of my head. All right, let's brainstorm. We've got the slaps. Okay. Oh, the slaps are so good. The slaps are so good. Marshall singing everything. Marshall's. Uh, oh, love that. Marshall's obsession with like the supernatural. Um, the supernatural. Very yep. good. Barney not telling anybody what he does for a living. Barney, yep. There's a lot of lot of Barney ones. Mm-hmm. There's that, and there's like all his catchphrases. Yep. I mean, for me, it's it's the slaps. Yeah. It's got to be the slaps. Um, but the cockamouse is pretty good too because that does 
that does come it back does around. Back. I'm trying to think if there's any other. I love the cockamouse. I know. Oh, Robin being a lesbian. I'm gonna say it's that one. <laughs> yeah. That one comes back several blue times. Blue shirt, 2 o'clock. Actually, we'll say, yeah, blue shirt, 2 o'clock. We'll, I'll say Robin Robin and Lily being um, intimate Lesbians. with each other is going Absolutely. to be my favorite running gag. I also, I really do love Marshall's singing and his love for the supernatural. Yeah. Oh, so many good ones. So, too many. Too many. Ones. The slap. Mm-hmm. The slap, the, the lesbian experience, and then just Marshall being an amazing, an amazing yeah. human being. Oh. Love him. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about supporting and guest character MVPs. All right. Who who do you think, and this is, I was, so it has to be someone who is not in the main cast. Mm-hmm. Anybody else is fair game besides the five. Okay. So who who would you pick? I just thought of Ranjit. Me too. That's no so way. funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I forgot about Ranjit. Okay, Ranjit get, definitely gets a vote. Definitely gets a vote. And also, I, I had put uh, Claudia and Stuart uh, is what came to mind. I loved well, them. I uh, know. I love them, too. I'm laughing at what you fucking wrote in our notes, oh. which is I said um, my favorite supporting or guest character was Victoria. And I said, does she count? And Caitlin wrote no. <laughs> well, you were asking, right? <laughs> no. It was bolded capitalized and underlined okay if she's considered more of like a featured character then sandy rivers is my favorite supporting character because hmm. he just he's good he roasts a mean weenie you know <laughs> oh i love that line god he's just so great and he's just line. like completely unflappable and just yeah. unfazed by everything and just he so is who confident he is. Like, i love that i want i love that i want the confidence of sandy rivers you know so sexy so sexy. <laughs> I love, uh, speaking of confidence, I love Claudia. Oh, God, her, like, you know, devil may care attitude. Oh, whatever. Absolutely. She's such a bitch and she is fucking crazy insane. and she is so good. Insane. Yeah. She's insane. And, and Stuart is like the perfect schlub to be with her. Yeah. But he's still, Absolutely. I mean, they have so much resentment and it doesn't go away. So uh, no. we will be seeing them. We will be seeing them later on, and it's mm-hmm. it's truly amazing. Okay, legendary moment of the season. What is yours? So again, similar to my best uh, my best episode, I chose the element of storytelling with the, the playing of time. That's what I chose as my like legendary moment because I saw what you said and I immediately agreed, but I really wanted to try and not just pick the same things mm-hmm. as you, yeah. even though yours is solid. I uh, can't disagree with it at all. But, and I know we've talked that a legendary moment doesn't have to be a scene. Right. It can be anything. Yep. So I thought about, you know, this is season one. It's our introduction to the show and the characters. And what I love about this show is how they play with time mm-hmm. and the way they tell their stories with, with time. That's uh, so that, it, that's what pulls me in and keeps me coming back and watching it. Well, and of course the clever writing and the and the lovely characters. Yeah, that's what hooked me. So that has to be my legendary Hopefully. moment. And yours, my dear. Um, so I have two. I'll, I will add one now. Now that you're talking about that, so a non scene related one would be Lily's wardrobe. I've it was oh. it was a legendary moment I did before, uh, but for overall the oh, season, I mean, if you won't go back, like just Lily's look every episode mm-hmm. is banging. Um. But for a scene, it's it's Barney, you know, hippie Barney. Yeah. 
because <laughs> you throughout this the first season he's mm-hmm. kind of a caricature except for this one episode where you find out all this backstory and mm-hmm. you don't know if this is completely buried now or if there's like a little bit of that Barney left and they kind of just reveal it and then don't go back to it ever again in this no. season. Um, so that was such a surprise. Um, yep. And it has to be my, my legendary moment of the season is that damn goatee and ponytail. <laughs> love so that part. Good. Love, love when you see him sitting, playing his Casio keyboard, singing. Will an eagle ever soar through this tempest of woe? (laughs) How? How? Because he's so amazing. He's just incredible. He's absolutely incredible. All right. So now we've done best character, our best moments, uh, best episodes, worst episodes, best characters. I think we both... Agree that Marshall is numero uno out oh, of the of five. Course. Okay, cool. Um, not even a question. No, not even close. So let's talk face cracks. Let's talk surprising moments from season one. Yeah, face crack of the season. Face crack of the season. So we have a few. We have a few in the running. Um, mm-hmm. We have Ted talking to Ghost Victoria in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a ghost, but. Uh, she's something yeah his conscience victoria like his jiminy cricket victoria in the bathroom with the flip phone it's very much like clue and he looks down and realizes it's not his phone that moment that first time just hits you you're just like holy shit panic holy shit because then you know of course at that moment victoria has called exactly Um, so good Probably, so I would say that's third runner-up. Second runner-up is definitely the Barney reveal. Yep. Because holy crap. So good. So amazing. And... Oh, number one. I know. Numero uno. The the one thing that you really don't see coming the first time around, and it still hurts every time, is Marshall on the stoop. Fuck. In the rain. The green sweater. Looking so sad. Looking so sad and so sexy at the same time. Right? My God. So, yeah, that's that's the big one and a hell of a, a cliffhanger to leave mm-hmm. us on. One little thing I wanted to talk about before we talk about what's ahead mm-hmm. is there is a thread in this season that doesn't ever get picked back up. And I think we can I think we can fairly say that and not consider yeah. it a spoiler. I agree. So people who are watching for the first time aren't like holding out to see what happens Mm -hmm. with it um the love solutions soulmate whose face we never see the person ted doesn't ever go on a date with because he wants to go after robin after lily goes to new haven (sighs) we never see her face and spoilers we don't ever see her again it's just not something like it's not a thing um, that comes back around it's just kind of one and done. Yeah, it's a one and done. You almost think that something could happen, mostly because they didn't show her face. Mm-hmm. They kind of left, like we said, they kind of left the door open. Left it open. But yeah. She doesn't come back around, and it's just just let that just let that go to sleep for all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I wanted to say. I because I remember watching and being like, oh my god, maybe that's really her, and he's gonna meet right. her later. And 
no, they don't. That's a storyline that they just let be a dead end. So I'm going to put everybody out of their misery. Now, Thank you. I appreciate that. So welcome. Any other thoughts about season one? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered all the superlatives that we wanted to. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I will post these superlatives on Twitter for all y'all yeah. out there. And you can leave us your tops and bottoms and MVPs and all of that. Tops and bottoms. Okay. Ooh. Don't be gross. So sexual. Don't be gross. I'm sorry. It's what I it's what I think of. <laughs> this is this is my podcast too, damn oh, it. Oh, trust me. I, I was thinking the same thing as the words were coming out of my mouth. So <laughs> oh, well, good. Then I don't feel so terrible. <sighs> so what can we expect in season two? Don't worry, fans. Still no spoilers. But mm-hmm. we are going to talk about where we were with the characters when season one ended and what lies ahead for them. Yeah. So first up, we've got Robin. And as we know, Sandy Rivers quit his job Mm -hmm. because he has an offer from cnn and recommended that robin be the lead anchor so robin will be the new lead anchor for metro news one how will that go what challenges will she face yeah i mean it's Uh like a sinking ship of a network right like we we know it's a joke network that's about all we know it's like a local new york cable news channel Mm -hmm. um so and she's an ambitious woman so where where will that take where, her? Where will this take her? Yeah, what what doors will this open, and how is she going to handle being in charge of of a sinking ship? Because Sandy just didn't give a shit. You know, right. I feel like Robin really cares. Yeah, she really cares about her career. She mm-hmm. cares about being a reporter. Yeah, and she really enjoys it and loves it and wants to be good. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna yeah. be crazy. Um, then we have Ted. Yeah, Ted. Uh, Who are we ever going to learn about, you know, We his don't job? know a whole lot about. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know anything about him other than he wears bad blazers, <laughs> shirts with cuffs that are way too big and wide unbuttoned. and unbuttoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, and he loves Robin. Yeah, like he's got, he's, a, he's a hopeless romantic. Yeah, but we don't we really don't, know too much about him. We know he's an architect, but we don't, we don't ever see that, so... Maybe we'll learn more about his job or things about his personality that don't have anything to do with, you know, falling in love and right. getting your heart <laughs> broken to do with... and being an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Robin and Ted. So what does this mean for them? Yeah. How, how can they navigate this new relationship within their really tight, close-knit group of friends? And anyone, I think, if you've ever kind of taken that leap from friends to more than friends um it can be it can be a little tricky especially like new relationship energy is one hell of a drug and being giddy and excited by each other can get kind of annoying if you're not the couple totally uh so how what's that gonna play out like who knows is it no big deal whatever right and you know is this a is it true love? Is it mm-hmm. something that they're going to have to work at? Is it going to be as as um, as fraught as Robin seems to think it will be? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's been really worried all, all season, and there's clearly a lot of connection between them physically, but she's been worried about all the compatibility stuff. You know, she's worried about the fact that 
Ted wants to get married and have kids, and she has fully said out loud now she wants zero kids. So, right, like she said right before, you know, she ended up saying yes. All of these things aren't going away, right? So, right, they're th- still there. Yeah. So when they kiss at the end of season one, there's excitement, but it's also a feeling of everything. All the all the anxieties are still kind of hanging over it. You know, so for me, it wasn't it, that first kiss where they, you know, they're soaked in the rain and everything. And it's this big romantic <laughs> moment. Yes, but there is a tinge of danger mm-hmm. and there's something imperfect about it. And that's great. That gives us way better stories than them just being yeah. in love forever and ever. The end. No problems ever. All right, Lily. Yeah. What Lily. the fuck, Lily? Holy all right. So shit. So what the fuck? We All we know at this point, is that she has left and broken up with Marshall. Broken his heart. Broken his little beautiful heart. And, I mean, we assume she's got to come back. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think anybody who is watching this for the first time has seen that Lily is around in some capacity. Right. You know, and she's, I mean, it's Allison Hannigan. They're not going to kill her off in the first season. No. So, I mean, everything tells you she's coming back, but how? And when? And what capacity? And in like, what capacity? What does this mean? Because, you know, they're like a tight-knit group of friends. They're mm-hmm. all so close. And what does this mean for them? What is this going to mean? Are Marshall and Lily going to reconcile? Mm-hmm. And if so, what, I mean, how and when? And is this... Is this damage reversible? Right. Can they come back from this? Can they come back from it and, and be the same mm-hmm. or stronger? We'll, we'll have to find out. Exactly. Uh, Marshall, same same sort of thing. Like, what, what will he do next? How will he cope with this? I mean, <sighs> Lily is his soulmate, the love of his life. Together for 10 years, he wanted nothing more than to marry her. And yeah. is just, he's devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, what will he do in terms of his job? Is he going to stay working at Ultracell with Barney? Yeah. Is he going to follow his heart? Mm-hmm. Um, Into environmental like stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and that brings us to Barney. And it seems like every single character by the end of this season is at a serious crossroads. Mm-hmm. You know, they've all kind of, you know, to borrow from a metaphor that is used later on, they're all, they're all on the edge of taking a leap. Right. You know, and that really isn't the case for Barney. So far, what we've seen of him is, you know, hippie Barney for one episode, mm-hmm. but mostly he's a caricature. He's like walking, talking, chauvinistic catchphrase right. machine. Um, and <laughs> that's perfectly what perfectly put. Thank you. So I guess the question is what, how much more mileage can we get out of Barney just being right? This one note, this one note character, what's going to change because mm-hmm. they've taken Carter and Craig have taken such care to explore the, the four characters, the four other characters, and they've given right. Barney this backstory. So where do, where do we go from here and how do we, how do we keep Barney funny without making him right. Born. Tired. Tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what the hell what's gonna happen with Barney? We don't we don't even know what questions to ask, but how are they gonna top season one Barney? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Kate, what can our fans expect from us in season two? Uh-huh. Funny I should ask that question on our outline. Right? It's like <laughs> it was written down and everything. Oh, how about that? So, in season two, you guys can expect weekly episodes as usual from us as mm-hmm. often as possible. Uh, we might have to miss a week here and there because, you know, we both work normal yeah. 40 plus hour week jobs and have yep. other commitments and family and all that jazz. And I was also thinking like summer's coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, But I plan to be outside a lot more. Oh, but, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know. So um as often as possible we're going to we're still going to be posting episodes every Thursday and those episodes will feature legendary moments from our listeners. We're going to yep. keep that tradition alive because it was so yep. much fun. Keep sending them to us. It was great getting to know so many of you and mm-hmm. learning what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Surprising how many people hate Lily. <laughs> I know. Not as many people that hate Victoria. That was I know. surprising. Wild. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to keep all that stuff going. Please keep sending in legendary moments. Uh, I will request that you choose one. Mm-hmm. Because we all have a million every episode, but we're starting to get more and more in, and I want to keep putting in as many as possible. So yeah. please send us the very best, cream of the crop, numero uno, legendary moment. Because that's mm-hmm. that's what this is about. It's right. that one shining moment that stands out. Um, you, I'll try to get better at that too. Not instead of I know, I know, picking I, eight. I rattle, I rattle off a lot too. So we're both guilty. So we're all going to work to. To yeah. tighten up our game in goals, season two. Goals, right? Hashtag goals. Yeah. You also might hear some little mini-sodes like this one from us. Uh, mm-hmm. When the mood strikes and when we're we're feeling like it, we were talking about potentially doing a watch of an episode of the series of Unfortunate Events, season two. Yep. Because Neil Patrick Harris and Kobe Smulders are both in that show. That's right. I haven't seen anything from season two, but season one was phenomenal. Yeah. It was Neil really Patrick good. Harris is just and it's so creepy too. I know. It's like creepy from a kid's point of view, you know? Yeah. Like it's perfect. Because I feel like when you're a kid, no one believes you. Yeah. And that's like the scariest thing. Yeah. Oh God. So look <laughs> out for those. We will let you know ahead of time when we plan on doing them. Yeah. And we might try to have some more guests on. Definitely. Um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody suggested that our spouses join us. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about definitely wanting to do that so yeah um, hopefully we can get together for a collab oh yeah and you know other people that we know that love how i met your mother and we'll see if anything else springs up so we are really looking forward to season two um and i'm you know we're gonna thank you guys a million times as we get to the end of this episode but truly thank you you. you. i mean you've you've you had said this i'm stealing your words um but you had sent me a message that how our fans interact with each other and are becoming friends. And that is just, it's so oh, great. It's <laughs> it, really cool. It makes my day every time I log into Twitter and see, you know, people who love the show and listen to us and talking to each other and that yeah. our, our episodes are, are keeping the conversation alive. And if you don't know already, Craig Thomas, one of the creators, <laughs> Totally loves our Twitter and oh yes. and likes a lot of our posts. Most recently, he liked the um, 
the post about Tanya teaching us all how to say legendary moment in Afrikaans. Which was just the coolest fucking thing. So thank you for that, Tanya. So cool. And maybe by season two, we'll be able to say it. Yeah, probably not for me, but (laughs) I'm definitely going to give it the old college try. Yeah. So everyone on Twitter, try listening to Tanya's tutorial on how to say legendary Mm -hmm. moment in Afrikaans and give it a shot. Yeah, send us your best legendary moment in Afrikaans. Send us your your voice saying it or a little video of you trying to say it and we'll post them on Twitter. In that vein, yes. Uh, We would like to announce... uh, something we've decided to do at the end of every season Mm -hmm. and it is the hashtag hb family award so every season kate and i will come up with some sort of totem of the season totem of the season yes thank you to award to our mvp like our most valuable player or mvf most valuable, valuable fan. fan although we love everybody we love all of our fans but we have two fans that we'd like to recognize because they have been with us really since the beginning always sending in legendary moments and voice memos interacting with us on twitter and mm-hmm. just really super supportive incredible fans um so miranda and tanya you are our season one hashtag hb family award winners yay! so yay yay Thank you so much for all of your support. I remember the day when Kate first told me about Miranda. She's like, oh, my God, we have, like, a real fan. Yeah, we freaked out. It was amazing. We lost it. It was so cool. And I think um, when we had more people interacting with us on Twitter, you know, more fans came forward. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just been really, really cool. And then Tanya with, you know, her South African spin yeah, and our Afrikaans and our the lesson and everything has just been so cool. And you know what it's like? So there's this, I don't know if you guys have seen this video. It's sort of like a, a sociological study. of this, this guy gets up and starts dancing in a crowd. And he's dancing by himself, right? Mm-hmm. The music has taken him over, and he, but he's feeling it, but everyone else is too embarrassed to get up. And he's just dancing away, dancing away. And no one's joining him. But mm-hmm. then the sec- a second person stands up and starts dancing with him. And all of a sudden, everybody else feels brave enough to get up. Once there are two <laughs> people, it's over. Like, the, the, yeah. you know, the world is yours and you've started a movement. And I think Miranda was that first crazy person dancing by herself for us. Mm-hmm. And then Tanya came along and was like, yes, let's dance together. And then from there, it just sort of... Blossoms. We have a flash mob now, and then we have, and now we have a, an HB family flash flash mob. So it's it's <laughs> only right that we we give this HB right. family award to our first two super enthusiastic, generous mm-hmm. fans. So thank, thank you, you guys from the very bottom of my soulless black heart, my shriveled soulless black heart, little raisin of a heart. Yeah, a little nut, a little tiny raisin. I've seen it on an X ray. <laughs> It's like a dried umbilicus. Ew, stop. <laughs> God, you always got to ruin it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, so yay, Tanya and Miranda. Um, send us via email your mailing address. Please. Because if you, you're comfortable. Yes, because we have a little something for both of you. All right, well, that's going to do it mostly for us, yeah? Woo, It's going to yeah. do it. Yeah, um, that's, that's kind of it. I think... Before we go, like in addition to thanking our fans, we really should thank our 
supportive family members. Heck yeah, yeah. Our spouses and my child. Your child. For, uh, because, you know, this takes time away from them. And it does. And they are so supportive. You're so right. And, uh, you know, Chris willingly picks up the slack when I am not able to because I am rushing to finish my notes or yep. because I have to record. Um, he's been really great about that and very supportive and encouraging. And I know Liz has, has done the same for you, too. Yes, they're nice They're nice and politely quiet while we record oh, most of the time. Your family, not mine. <laughs> most of the time. And yeah, Liz knows Tuesday nights I record and then Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday is, is editing. Mm -hmm. So it does, it does take up time and we love you guys. And yeah, thank you. We love you. And maybe if you actually listen to this episode, you're hearing this. Thank you. Probably not though. But if you don't listen, then I guess that's. If you are listening to this, Christopher. Chris and Liz, if you are listening right now, text us purple giraffe. And nothing Ooh, else. That's a good no one. No context. And we will know that yeah, you listen to us giraffe. saying how much we love you. Yeah. And you know what? This is like at the end of the episode. So they I will know. have to, have to listen mm. for most of the time. This is absolutely a test. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> this is going to test the emergency broadcasting system. All right. Well, thank you, Chris everybody. is going to fail, so whatever. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening this season, and we will mm-hmm. see you in two weeks yep. on April 26th with Where Were We? In the meantime, you should share us with your friends. We're trying, yes, please. Yeah, we're trying to get to 300 followers on Twitter by season two. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you know, and we don't want just like followers who don't really give a shit about us. So right. if you have- We want fans like you. Absolutely. So send us to your How I Met Your Mother friends. Um Take some time over the next two weeks to get someone hooked on it with you. Yeah, catch them binge. up. Catch them up on season one. Have them binge the show, binge the podcast. So we are um, in full force for season two. We actually are, are already getting legendary moments for episode one. Yeah, I, which is great. so. My, one of my friends, Maggie, she uh, just got a Hulu account, and she is watching how i met your mother and she's going to be catching up and listening to the podcast too hooray see yeah we're setting an example right um yeah so she's not on twitter though so lame that's all right yeah so (laughs) send us your legendary moments for where were we share us with your friends Mm -hmm. in the meantime over the next two weeks um you can finally take our supersized awesome deep cuts trivia quiz all about season one it's on buzzfeed Mm -hmm. um so you can go to buzzfeed.com slash hey beautiful pod and you will see the quiz and full disclosure some of the questions the words don't fit in the box and i've talked to buzzfeed about it and they're super ignoring me so (laughs) but it's fine you'll be able to you'll be able to see um basically what the questions say yeah so yeah go to and kate is a trivia goddess mm-hmm. she's amazing at answering trivia questions and and also thinking them up so they're super hard so yeah i'm really enjoy that little i'm really glad that i have like a place to get all that out of my system now so that's great <laughs> um they are deep cuts a lot of the questions or a lot of the answers are things that we touched on mm-hmm. throughout the season and so 
at least one of the questions you probably won't know unless you listen to Hey Beautiful. So right. you'll have a leg up on all the other uh, Joe Schmoes out there. That's right. So go do that. <laughs> um, and I guess the last little thing before we sign off is we were wondering if anybody would be interested in us creating some merchandise. Maybe it doesn't have long to happen shot, now. Long shot. Long but... shot. So, I mean, we've we've been sort of talking about this, obviously, since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we're just putting out the feelers after season one. Like, would you wear a Hey Beautiful t-shirt? I would. I so would. Yeah. Um, or any other any other tchotchkes or anything that you think that would a be cool. Or a, a coffee mug. Ooh, coffee mug. I do not need more coffee mugs, but I would totally oh. have how about, how about one for tea? Could you use one for tea instead? <laughs> yes, that is a completely different shelf, so that's fine. Um, yeah, so email us and let us know if that's something you'd be interested in because Caitlin is extremely crafty. I love making shit. Yeah, so uh, if you'd like to keep Caitlin busy, email us and let us know if you'd be interested so we can gauge if we should go yeah, for this Yeah, if there's any interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all the announcements. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for a little recharge absolutely yeah i will miss you though oh i know what am i gonna do next week this is literally the most that we've like hung out and talked to each other and seen each other since like since our high school yeah so it's been fantastic caitlin i have to thank i have to thank you you know what i mean (gasps) carl you made my dreams you you do all this work i know but you made my dreams come true it's the least I could do. It's so awesome. And it's so great. I to, still am to shocked that I week. said yes so quickly. Like I had no hesitation. I was like, duh. Yeah. And we jumped right in. Yeah. But it's you and I know that like how could I turn this down? You guys should know that Caitlin and I used to do pretend radio shows. Oh, all the time. As kids we would record them on our, our tape player. So this is like yeah. that like brown play school cassette yeah. tape. Yeah. Just thinking, <laughs> just thinking about what like little nerds we were then, and then now yeah. all the nerdiness Come is full paying circle. off. Yeah, it's been really great. It's, it's been really awesome. Yeah, so I super enjoy it. So I will see you in two weeks, Caitlin. Yay! I'll miss you. I, I'll, know. I will text you and message you on Hangouts so much. Yay! But before we know it, it'll be time for where were we, and we'll be catching up with the gang, and yeah, uh, we'll have a new episode for you guys. So. Thanks again, and have a fantastic couple of weeks off from our lovely voices, and we'll see you in season two. Yeah, disco. Disco. We hope you'll come back next season. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. 